Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie. We both have toddler age boys. And here on our podcast, we chat all things a real motherhood from A to Z and everything in between. Matrescence is the process of becoming a mother, and that is what we dive into on each and every episode. So welcome, friends. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I feel like it's been forever since we've done this because it's kind of been forever since we've done this. I think so. I was trying to think back to when we last did this and I couldn't remember. So I was like, it's been a while. Yeah, I think we recorded a New Year's episode and maybe one after that. But yeah, that was a minute ago since it's now March. So (laughs) (laughs) so true. I I mean, I want to be like the last two months have flown by. That wouldn't be entirely true. But when you do realize it's already March, you're kind of like, dang. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's been the slowest, fastest year. I see. I don't even feel like I can say it changed years. This is still just an extension of 2020. I know. I know. It kind of feels that way in in many ways. Yep. And yet it's March. So anyway, here we are. We're back at it. Yep. We we got our lives together enough to to do this thing. And springtime. So it's starting. The weather here today is just lovely. It's like in the 40s and super sunny. And I feel like... We're getting this kind of like fun, hey, spring is around the corner vibe here. Meanwhile, in Savannah, you guys just went to like 85 degrees. <laughs> oh my gosh. It just went from, it's just so confusing. Like our bodies don't know what to do because it really went from, it was below freezing a few nights before. And then all of a sudden over the weekend, it was 85 degrees and it was also really humid. Mm-hmm. So it just felt like <laughs> summer was here. And I was like, wait a minute. And today it's back down to like when we went on a walk earlier, it was 46 or something like that. So oh. anyway, that, that's what our weather does. It's just back and forth. It's it's very bipolar. It can't decide what it's going to do until until it hits 100 degrees. And then we just stay there forever. Yeah, that's so. tough. We definitely we get a few hotter days like that, but not as many. We get the humidity, though. So yeah, but, there's uh, pros and cons no matter where you live. So yep, that is very true. So what have we been up to lately? What's been going on? I mean, mostly chasing after toddlers has been kind of all-consuming, I guess I'd say, on my end at least. (laughs) Yeah, and so both boys are two, which is really exciting. And you know what's funny? It's like, I feel like leading up to their birthdays, we were both just like, oh, they're going to be two, they're going to be two. And then like on the actual day of their birth being two, I feel like both you and I were like oddly emotional. (laughs) Well, I had such a weird day. I actually had a doctor's appointment, just like a routine at my OBGYN and I didn't realize it was scheduled for his birthday and I don't know why but I made me really emotional to like be back because his the doctor's office is in the hospital where I had him and there was something about walking through the doors on his second birthday and there was this new mom coming out with her brand new baby and I don't know why it just yeah it, it hit me with all the feels and I think I expected that for the first birthday but I didn't this one and you know I didn't have all the emotion leading up to it but yeah, they're turning into like little people and that's their personalities and their language developing. And it's just, it's so different. It's wild. I see. I feel the exact same way about like the first birthday. It kind of just feels like an extension of like the month to month. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're 10 months. Oh, they're 11 months. Oh, they're 12 months. But mm-hmm. something about saying two, because like you said, the personality, the language thing, like they are truly like little, little men. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Owen like, walks around now when I go, what's your name? And he says, Owen, how old are you? And he goes, two. And so it's just so, it's just so funny. They're, they're yeah. just so, so much more like self-aware. And I think that, you know, Emerson really understood the concept. I mean, maybe not the full concept of a birthday, but he knew it was a special day for him. He knew that mm-hmm. we had balloons and little decorations. And of course, it's just like the three of us here because it's a COVID birthday. But yeah, we did the same. <laughs> I, I could just tell though, like he knew it was like a special day. And so that was just really sweet. So I feel like the first birthday is for moms and dads. And almost to me, for us, at least personally, it was a celebration of we survived. Like we kept this little <laughs> being alive for like a year. You know, I hate to True. say it, but it's not really because I don't get it. It doesn't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the second birthday just starts to be the shift of like, they get it. And, you know, it is about them and, and having special moments. We took Owen to this really cool little outdoor um, wildlife ret- refuge and he had such a good time and he talked about it for days. And anyway, it's just, it's fun to be able to do special things for him and see that excitement and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely a really fun age. It's a busy age um, and challenging and I'd be amiss if I said I loved every second of it. Sometimes I just don't necessarily feel like the most creative or the most patient mom on the planet. But I also really like, like this morning, being able to just communicate with him, communicate about what he wants for breakfast and what he's eating and he's going to school and he's going to see his friends and we're going to get there by going in the car. Like you're just kind of always amazed by like what is being put together each and every day. So. Oh yeah. I just feel like every day they're, they're developing more and more. Owen, just like the way he talks, it's just, it boggles my mind. He was just talking this morning, like in these little sentences. I mean, my husband, honestly, we're just kind of jaw dropped sitting there going like, when did he become this like fully communicative little person? Just like stuff I had no earthly idea he was really absorbing. And so Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, I mean, as you said, it is, it is not all rainbows and sunshine, but (laughs) I I do think it's, it's a fun developmental stage just because it is such a big shift from baby to, um, this little person so it is and and I always get excited when I hear you talk about just how much like of a language boom Owen has experienced because we're not there yet but I know that Mm -hmm. we're I know that we're heading there right so I get excited about thinking because Emerson will put two words together and Mm -hmm. I'm doing that with more ease now and and certainly communicating more but definitely not like in a sentence um structure yet so I get I get excited to think about what's Uh, to come it, it is it's one of my favorite things and he really is like sentences after sentences I mean I'm not saying he is using you know grammar perfectly by any stretch or anything but he is you know able to fully communicate put four or five words together and you know tell us what he wants ask us things observe things it's just absolutely fascinating and I didn't yeah I didn't know how much I would enjoy this part of it and it is really really fun granted there I already foresee the like two years down the road when your kid never stops Mm, talking people always talk about that (laughs) Yeah, I can already see that slightly driving me insane. But, you know, for now, I think it's really cute and fun. <laughs> now, does he, will he put things like in the past tense? Like, will he say like, oh, yeah, like, he comes home and he tells me what he did for school. Mm-hmm. Like I got in the car like in the past. Yeah, I mean, I won't say always. But yeah, like, I mean, you know, I picked him up and he goes, you know, I was like, how was your day, buddy? And he was telling me he goes, drink out of Boone's cup, ate blue Boone's blueberry, a kid in his class, you know, <laughs> went outside with Rachel, you know, like his oh, teacher. So yeah. like, yeah, he'll tell me all sorts of stuff. 
painted orange, you know, something, something like, yeah. So he, I mean, you know, four or five little word sentences. He'll tell me about his day. And I adore that because yeah, it is weird dropping your kid off and you're like, I don't have a clue what you actually do. So true. So true. You know, so I love being able to hear. And like, we had a long conversation because we are sick again. He had to miss school yesterday and we had a long conversation about maybe we don't drink out of people's drinks. And what's so interesting is tomorrow (laughs) he's going back to school. And I was like, Hey buddy, you get to go back to school tomorrow. And he goes, no drink Boone's drink, drink own drink. (laughs) It was just so funny, you know, little things like that. Well, hey, and I haven't said that for days. (laughs) Yeah, of course, the thing that's going to be embarrassing is he's going to walk into school and the first thing he's going to say is like, no drink, Boone's drink. And it's going to make me sound like, I don't know, you know. I'm telling you, yeah. kid, don't do all these things. Don't go near Boone. Um, but, anyway. <laughs> but hey, if Boone got him sick, you go over there and corner <laughs> I'm <Boone>. not <laughs> saying he's the culprit, but I do take, he's, they're our, our neighbor's child and they're super fantastic. But I do always laugh because I oh feel like gosh. I see he's sick like three days before Owen always gets oh, sick. And I'm like, and you're like, I see it coming. Hmm, I see it coming. That's I so know. funny. We've missed an obnoxious amount of school recently. So I'm kind of over that part of, of daycare. Uh, but oh well. It's tough. Yeah, we had a couple, we've had a couple good weeks, but prior to that we did as well and it's just it's just tough well cool I'm excited that this is on the horizon for Emerson with language what's been happening with him lately that's been cool has been obviously learning both English and French words so the cutest thing was uh, was two days ago and my husband was asking him like you know so how was how was school how was your day and you know like just obviously he's not really responding very much but like you know trying to engage him and um he kept saying the word Emmy 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 which means friend he was saying it like, you know, trying Aww. to explain to my husband that he saw his friends at school. And um, so he just said, Emmy. And my husband's like, oh, Emmy? Like, what, what is that? You know, like trying to like draw it out. And so he looks my husband square in the eye and he goes, friend. Oh, <laughs> that's so fun. So he like, that's amazing though. I know. We yeah. were like, both our jaws like drop. We were like, what? So it's kind of cute. Like, I mean, I don't think he comprehends that he's translating. They, they say at this age, they're not even really fully aware that they're speaking two different languages, but it's just fun. It's just neat to see him like understanding both like fluently and then starting to spit out now a little bit of both. And so mm-hmm. that's been, that's been our exciting, like kind of milestone moments here, like as far as the language development, but we are definitely waiting with bated breath for, <laughs> for more sentences. The pediatrician said that she's not surprised that we're not hearing a ton yet because she said his little brain is trying to kind of process both French and English at the same time so I'm like Mm -hmm. all right we'll give him a little we'll give him a little pass for a few weeks hurry up buddy you're (laughs) never gonna make it into medical school at this rate so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so true i know it's what how, how on earth are you going to be a you know working in like speech therapy now you know so i know i know i'm sure he will every kiddo gets there on their own timeline so it's always hard though not to compare but you know again owen seems to be the chatty one but i also laugh like seeing him around other kids he's very clumsy like you know i see other kids like climbing up and down stairs no problems no anything mm-hmm. mm, my kid's a clumsy kiddo so again every you know they just develop at different rates and different areas and I think some things speed up faster than others so yeah it's fun which is why like I think it's so nice to have like a friend in this season i.e you who like also has a kiddo around the same age and we can share like we like celebrate each other's milestones so like if you share this happened with Owen it's really great like I'm so excited for you like I don't ever feel like a sense of comparison I feel like curiosity like oh I can't wait for Emerson to get there or Mm -hmm. oh that must be really neat like if Owen's ahead in something or like you see a video of Emerson running around somewhere and you can say oh wow he's like so agile or something I don't know like we can just there have been videos there have been ones you've sent me of him running 
And I remember there was one where you surprised him on the playground or he saw you from a distance and he took oh, off he at did. a full-fledged That's true. That was sprint. a gallop. That was a gallop. Yeah. Yes. And I'll be honest. <laughs> Owen would have tripped and fallen on his face and then he would have skinned his knee and had a boo-boo. And it would like, he's just, we don't quite have that shifty coordination even now. And that was a while ago. So, you know, again, they're just, they're just different, but it is they're fun to see that. And it is, yeah. and it's fun to like, you know, be able to like share in it. Like, this is the thing I, I think, and, and this kind of leads into what I know we wanted to chat about a little bit today as well. And that's just honestly like the social media sometimes deep dark hole because you just see a clip or a picture or something of somebody else's life and you don't get really anything else, right? So like it'd be like say a clip of a child like Owen speaking like in these awesome sentences, and then a mom like me with a kiddo who's just kind of putting together Mama Kaka, you know, <laughs> um, you know, mom's going poo and. And, um, you know, and I would meet, you know, you, you tend to feel like a comparative, com- like maybe some comparison or a little insecure or whatever. And it's like, honestly, you don't, you never know the whole backstory. So that's why I think like when it comes to kid milestones or what your child is actually going through, it's fun to chat like really, truly heart to heart with another mom who's in, in the weeds too, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I see. I don't. I think I've never fallen too, too much into the kid comparison. I think I struggle more, especially on, you know, the social media side with like the mom comparison. Like, I mean, when I see moms who are working full time, they have four kids and yet mm. they're showing their like perfect Pinterest activities. Are there perfectly clean house? Are there perfect little bento box lunches, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like I'm looking at my house right now and it's a freaking disaster zone. Like my child pulled out every single toy. And I'm not picking them up right now because I'm recording a podcast and I have other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and I'm not working full time. I have one child, not four, you know, so it is it is hard for me to sometimes True. to to see that and not feel a little inadequate, almost at everything, both on the work side, on the, you know, parenting side, on the being a wife side, uh, you know, even just seeing moms constantly be put together with their hair down and straightened and full makeup. And I'm like, mm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's hard. It's, it's true. It's very it's true. It's the negative of social media. But I think it's also a benefit. To f- you know, I'm a big believer in you follow people that make you feel good. And it's not to say that like, like there's people I unfollow that do just look like they have it all together. And that's not their fault. It's not their fault that mm-hmm. I'm unfollowing them. I'm unfollowing them because frankly, it, it makes me feel poorly. And that's my own issue. It's not them per se. But I do think you can curate, you know, your feed and it should be something that's positive, not something that constantly makes you get online and feel cruddy about yourself. Um, you know, if that's the only type of person that you're following, then, you know, you just need to shift that. It's up to you. That's true. Yeah. And just kind of being aware of like, the content. I just think what's hard is that Instagram now has all these advertisements and they like put forth like mm-hmm. hashtags you follow and all of this. So I'll notice like if I go on like, I don't know, my my phone and I'm looking up say like uh, pregnancy clothing, right? So like leggings mm-hmm. or something. Then I notice that all of a sudden my Instagram is giving me like tons of ads related to that or, you know, like anything in that regard. And then I've gotten all of these like pregnancy workout things. And it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't want this. I didn't need this. Like I It just, I think that sometimes it can kind of almost feel like the, the way the algorithm works or whatever, that sometimes you're just getting like a lot of content that you're almost like, wait, I didn't ask for this, you know? So... Yep. I think that's absolutely uh, annoying. Yep. Thing yeah, too. it's a double edged sword. Well, my mm-hmm. husband keeps laughing because he keeps getting all sorts of like kids stuff. And there was some, uh, I can't remember, some women's thing that keeps popping up in his feed now. 
and it's just so weird because we don't share computers we don't share any of that kind of stuff i don't know if it's just the internet you know whatever but he, he's like why is this showing up in my feed i'm like well sorry you get emma's curated you know female products or something you get like tampon advertisements or something like exactly. that. exactly or i was gonna say hey maybe some jewelry <laughs> i know well if that's the case maybe i do need to get better at some subtle hints to do some mm-hmm. do some like searching a little more uh, i know intentional. yeah i know no, that's true smart. I know for both of us lately, we just haven't been as active on social media. Um, the only social media that I really use, I used to do a little bit of um, Facebook kind of for, for some groups. I think you and I both agree it's helpful mm-hmm. for mom groups. And then obviously we still are connected with um, a couple of the hypothalamic amenorrhea groups we were part of back in the day. So I think that's kind of like a separate piece. But I feel like as far as Instagram's concerned, sometimes it just feels a little honestly a little forced right you're just trying so hard to like oh let me throw up this picture let me project this or connect with this and sometimes it's almost like you just need to take a step back and say honestly I don't really have a whole lot to share with the internet today and that needs to be okay so yeah I've taken a break from my personal feed which is it's partly personal but it was also often utilized for work um Mm -hmm. and it's really how it was intended to be used But I just, I don't think I've posted anything since near the beginning of the year because I just needed a break. Like, my Mm -hmm. life is not perfectly curated. Like, I'm not going to get all the perfect photos. Like, you know, I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach. I I eat the same stuff all the time. Like, people are like, oh, let's see food pictures. I'm like, why? I, I eat, you know, my eggs and my bagel every morning. Like, it's not interesting. And, you know, there's this pressure to yeah provide all this content and I know some people are amazing at it and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a stressor to their life yeah, but for me it natural. has always yeah. yeah it is always feels really forced to me and like I'm trying to you know please other people and yeah it just doesn't typically leave me feeling good and I've just had to recognize over the years that I use it for fun when I want to when I want to throw up cute pictures of my kids or when I do have information I feel inspired to share you know something that I think genuinely might be helpful for other people but when I don't you know that's okay too and like I can just take a break I just I don't I'm never going to be an Instagram influencer nor do I care to so Mm -hmm. just kind of putting it into perspective that sometimes I want to live my life and not curate and share this you know image of my life so totally and I know the other day I said to you how Um, sometimes I I feel like I I stumble across like a piece of quote unquote advice or something on Instagram and for a moment you feel sucked into it or I said Mm -hmm. I was speaking like you as in a general person because I was speaking on like how would I feel so I'll see say something about like how to handle a toddler tantrum and it's like flashy and then maybe they're doing a reel and the person has like they're doing something and they're reading something in the captions or it's like a multi multi picture post so you can see various like different slides and tidbits of information And part of me is like, oh, well, I've got to tune into this because like I have a toddler, this could be helpful. But then what I was starting to realize is that honestly, like these little random tidbits, I'm truly not absorbing anything. And none of this Mm -hmm. is actually relating directly to my kiddo or my situation. And so I just kind of had to be aware of that. Because remember I mentioned that to you, Emma, and you were like, well, honestly, I don't ever really think of it that way. And when you said that, I was like, you know what? Like, that's a good point. Like, if I actually feel like, hey, I'm struggling a little bit with toddler tantrums, like, why not reach out to what I said Mm -hmm. at the beginning of of our podcast today? Like, 
other moms, you, people who are in it right now, not just someone who's trying to curate a post that like has matching colors, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been more intentional about that the last couple of weeks. And I, you know, was a kind of a, a, a sister of a, a friend of mine who also has, um, you know, a toddler who just has a lot of big feelings. And we had a really great like hour long convo the other night, just like talking about our two boys and how she handles it with her husband and their home life. And it was just, it was just a fun, positive conversation. And then another girlfriend was just leaving me a couple of voice notes. She actually has triplets. Um, which is wild, but her, one of the three is a boy and she said he has been by and far like the biggest, um, uh, like challenge as far as just the big feelings and all of that, the toddlers can have. Mm. And so she was giving some tips and I thought now this is actually helpful and concrete, right? Mamas who are in it right now. So, yeah, I think it's just, there's so much information out there. There really is. And you can get so inundated with it, even when you're not really even seeking it, that it constantly almost it makes you question what you're doing so true. or feeling like you should be applying all these things you know that may not even fit your situation and are very generic or they might even be good useful information but you're just you're not there mm-hmm. you know so I think yeah I think just filtering some of that and taking it with a grain of salt and not always feeling like people are shouting at you what to do because yeah when you need that information when you're truly struggling or you're seeking a problem there is lots and lots of resources whether as you said there's a friend whether it's you know when I have a toddler feeding question I don't just randomly scroll for you know a variety of information I trust feeding littles for an example that is my go-to resource they are who I go to if I need breastfeeding information I go to Kelly mom you know like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just try not to take in so much various noise all the time because yeah it just it doesn't usually help me so Mm -hmm. no it's good and I think that like I kind of needed that reminder because sometimes you just are getting all this kind of mom advice and mom things and it just it's a lot it really is a lot because part of it is just also listening to your individual kiddo and then just getting through the hard days like I was having Mm -hmm. just a few weeks ago like I just felt like I was in the trenches and just not like it was just a little bit tough part in part because pregnancy wasn't exactly a walk in the park and my husband had been out of town for a while so it was just kind of a lot of factors but I kind of found that really like what helped me the most was opening up with a few friends you included that like hey I'm just kind of struggling right now like it's a bummer and you listening being supportive and then truly just time passing and getting through it it wasn't like I had to do this workshop or read this book like I just kind of had to get through it you know so well, and I think also like telling friends like I mean I'll sometimes tell you this like I'm talking to you. I'm not necessarily seeking a fix. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, it's both of our instincts all the time when one of us comes to each other with like <laughs> we an do. issue. We it's like, it. <laughs> here is your laundry list of like, have you done this? Will you do this? Try this and this. And sometimes we just need to vent. And mm-hmm. I think also mm-hmm. being, and, and then sometimes, you know, when you, when you get that response, if that's not really what you're seeking, it almost makes you feel deflated because you're like, now you're just telling me all the things I'm doing wrong when I already kind of feel like crap. And so I think it's really good also just to be clear with people of like, Hi, I'm coming to tell you this stuff and I'm just looking for you to listen and to make me feel not mm-hmm. like like this is normal. Like this, you know, it's not just me. I'm not doing a terrible job, you know, in in if I want advice, I'll ask you for it. But otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, just just be a sound, you know, to listen to. So Yeah. No, that's very true. And it's a good like thing to remember even like with I think our marriages too, right? Like it's helpful sometimes when I can just kind of approach a topic with my husband and say, hey, like, so what do you think about this? I want to dialogue about this versus, hey, like, I'm just kind of feeling like bummed about this. Can I just share that with you? Like, I I find Mm -hmm. that if I'm almost able to 
preempt something, it's like a little bit more helpful, you know, well, then it's it's amazing how clear communication really does make life easier. <laughs> so weird. Who would have thought it's, it? so, it's so novel, isn't it? <laughs> well, speaking of your pregnancy, how you doing? Yes. What's new? Tell me. What's new? So I am currently in my 21st week, so over halfway, which again, feels like it's been ages and also feels like it's been quick-ish. So just anyways, the continuation of 2020, I suppose, mm-hmm. our our ability to tell time uh, is just a little bit off, but I'm feeling overall okay. I'm having some kind of annoying hip flexor, IT band, lower back, uh, pelvic floor, just kind of some like aches, especially on the right side, which is challenging because I went and saw a orthopedic specialist and I was doing some chiropractic um, care and I'm still doing PT. And honestly, like there really is not a cure-all right now in pregnancy. I mean, my OB said MRIs and x-rays and all that jazz is kind of off the table. So it's just kind of a get through it. So I think I've just had to do like a big mindset shift where like, you know, there are going to be days like just randomly two days ago, I had a, a little workout, wasn't anything crazy. And I stepped to like remove my shoe. I wasn't like I was jumping over a tire. And mm-hmm. I got a couple of those like pelvic zinger pains, you know, like the, mm-hmm. literally put put the phrase lightning crotch, you really get it then, you know, and you're just like, oh, it's such a deflating, frustrating and painful experience. And I just had to be like, okay, this is going to happen. This isn't ideal, but like, there's a lot going on in my body right now. And I just have to kind of like move on, you know? So just trying to be like, it's not going to be super comfortable. I'm going to wake up in the morning, like really stiff and even getting up from the couch sometimes and playing with Emerson is a whole nother thing. I have to be so cautious of how I'm sitting on the floor and how I get up and how I move my knees. And so does he still like to be carried a lot? Yes. See, Owen is still like, he goes through phases. Yes, but he yeah. still wants to be definitely picked up and carried yes. a lot. And I'm sure, especially the farther you get into your pregnancy, that's more of a challenge because it's a challenge to me sometimes. Like, you know, he wants while I'm cooking me to carry him around, yes. you know, uh-huh. on my hip, 100%. like no big deal. And I, I, he's almost, you know, he's 28 pounds right now. I can't just yeah. as easily with one arm swing him around. And so, yeah, it's definitely a challenge the bigger they get to have that physicality with them. No, it is. And like things like, you know, wrestling them sometimes for a diaper change or in and out of oh, the gosh, bath yeah. or like it's time to go from downstairs to upstairs where his room is and sometimes that's a whole thing so no totally I think that I I know a lot of what I'm experiencing because again it's something I've opened up a little bit with a few girlfriends and they've said hey I've had you know something similar or I can relate to that kind of pain during pregnancy you too Emma you were telling me Mm -hmm. you've had this kind of stuff and it's it's just it's not ideal but it's also like it's helpful just to share about it and be like okay so so yeah that's been kind of a thing and then yeah my nausea was seem to be a little bit better by week 16 but like I'll have days and hours where it's still just very present but it is what it is it's not as bad (laughs) yeah tolerable uh pregnancy unfortunately Mm -hmm. it's not all it's cracked up to be you know I try to be it's good to be positive about it because I mean it it is is pretty cool what's happening it is I mean you're you're growing a whole human there is a lot of amazing aspects about it but you know in in real talk the day-to-day is not necessarily super fun and I'm sure a lot harder with the toddler just different than the first go-round where yeah when you wanted to rest you you kind of could it you know minus obviously work and other life things but it's not the same kind of constant demand you're toddler just does not care that mom feels terrible today so <laughs> exactly yep and just kind of 
realizing, you know, my husband's picking up a lot of slack and I so appreciate that, but knowing that he has, you know, he, he's the one working full time, more than full time and he has a lot on his plate. So yeah, it's just kind of the, I think the balance, but you know, Emerson's doing well. He's loving his little school. He goes now four mornings a week. And so that's been, that's been positive. It's been a help for me to have a little bit of extra time. And you're right. Second pregnancy is much different. Like my head is not, not really even in so much the pregnancy game because you're just so consumed with the other stuff. But yeah, well, the only good thing is this too shall pass. Yep. Yep. And looking forward to, to the summer because it's going to be pretty darn cool to meet the little lady. So I know it'll be here before you know it. So then a whole new chapter, whole new, whole new set of challenges. Yeah, I know. I, I try not to think about those too much right now. <laughs> yeah, might might be a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so we both have reached the end of our breastfeeding journeys. I can't Hallelujah. even Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not over here crying buckets about it at this stage. Yeah, I, don't I did at one point. Crying. No, I think by the time we were done, we were done. And we that, done. I mean, it was a good yeah. thing. I think our boys were done. Like they were, yep. mm-hmm. you know, obviously, well, we'll share a little bit. Um, but I think it, yeah, it ended on a positive note at the right time. And I, I, I thought I would be so sad, but I was pretty, pretty happy to move on. And what's so funny is it's only been, you know, like right at two months, I think for me, right around there. And it feels like that was a lifetime ago already. Like the idea of like, yes. Owen sitting in my lap and nursing right now feels so weird. So it's very strange. It's so funny because, yeah, because I think like you stopped and then like a week later, so I stopped because I'm, I'm mm-hmm. now almost at the two month thing too. Yes, totally. Like it seems, mm-hmm. it seems like for, for Emerson, I know you mentioned the same with Owen, it feels like cuddling is the new nursing. Like it's like he oh, yeah. just wants a lot more like affection, you know, like at night, like mm-hmm. we read a couple books and it's cuddles and I sing and like, I know you guys do a similar routine and mm-hmm. it's cute. I mean, I'm. I guess I'm grateful for that because even though the nursing isn't happening anymore, like he still obviously wants that closeness. So I don't feel like I lost that. That was my biggest fear was that, oh, well, now he'll I think never that was both of our fears. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, especially with really active toddlers, mm-hmm. you know, it, it did feel like they barely ever sit still. And so it did feel like these quiet moments that you guys shared together that was kind of just the two of you. And yeah, I think it was definitely a fear of mine that that would change or our dynamic would change. But I, I actually almost feel the opposite. I feel like we are super bonded in other ways. And mm-hmm. heck, these mm-hmm. days I'm like, he's constantly just wants to be attached to me. So, <laughs> but at least it's yeah. not my nipple and I have no nipple pain and you know, I my know. boobs are tiny again, which is a little depressing, but his life. Oh, well, so actually mine were, mine were, yeah, definitely like a, getting smaller at the beginning of the pregnancy. Cause I was, I breastfed him. Well, but you what? cheated and then you went and got pregnant. And That's so true. I did you know, cheat. What was that? Yeah, was, I whatever. was like 14 weeks pregnant when he stopped nursing. Yeah. I was about 14 weeks yeah. pregnant when he stopped nursing. Well, I kind of felt like there stopped being milk like around 12 weeks. Like I could just tell mm-hmm. there's no letdown, nothing. And so that kind of made it. So Emerson was like telling me there's no milk. <laughs> His stuffed animals he's were like, telling uh, me there's no mom, milk. Mom, <laughs> can I get a refill on these? Yeah, he's like, like, what's what going the on? Heck? So I did. I enjoyed the the smaller boobs, no full milk feeling for a couple weeks, and then like right around like week seventeen, I think my body was like, oh wait, hey, you're pregnant, so here's your big pregnancy boobs, and I was like, oh hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly jealous because yeah, oh, but mine they're are just yeah. deflated. But oh well. Yeah, but it's just it's, how they were before. So be, can't be, a be surprised. Jealous, but don't be too jealous because it's also kind of mm-hmm. nice to not feel like you have to. I don't know. There's something nice about small, small boobs too. So yeah. I'll look forward to those yeah. in like what a year and a half, <laughs> two years. <laughs> I was like five years from now. Who knows? <laughs> Got to hope not. for five years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. You might just go ahead and have baby number three right after. Oh, just girl, a baby making machine. Girl, <laughs> I don't know about that. 
You can let me know how that goes. I already told my husband that whenever we get pregnant with number two, like as soon as that baby is born healthy, vasectomy time. Like you can schedule the appointment. Like you can make it the same day as the baby is born and I am done. Thank you. That is so funny. I know. Time to close this chapter of of life. I know. It's like a whole conversation, but I think, uh, yeah, I think that it's, yeah. Feeling very fortunate to be pregnant here for a second time. Everything's going well. Getting excited to meet the baby and feeling like this is going to be great. Two kiddos. Okay, cool. (laughs) So, Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But I would say the one thing about wrapping up breastfeeding that was the most helpful for me was actually your tips, Emma. And that was just kind of shifting the routine a little bit. So like you suggested, like when we were cutting the morning nursing session and then we cut the the night one, um, just to kind of like move the order of things. So like if, Mm -hmm. if it was normally everything, 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 nurse, then bed, make it so it's like, maybe you do a teeth brush, but then you nurse and then you do the books and the song and then you do bed so yeah I just that taking was like that away from being the the last thing yeah so for us yeah. I me mean, i'll just share a quick recap of how we kind of dropped everything and i think you kind of went in a similar vein um so we were nursing three times a day morning before nap and before bed for quite a while that was our routine for i don't know six months plus if not longer i can't remember um so we started with the morning one and it was just easiest because I used to like still do sometimes get up and go swim in the morning or something. And so I would often rush back so I could be here to nurse. And so instead we actually had a couple days on a weekend where I went to the pool and dad got him up and mom wasn't here. And he just immediately took him to to the kitchen. He let him pick out a snack, um, a pouch or, you know, a cup of milk or whatever. And so we kind of had two days of that on the weekend where we just changed the routine. And by the time I got home, we were doing breakfast and he got a little fussy about it like I won't say he just completely was like okay um but that one wasn't too bad so we really just kind of distracted and then when he asked to nurse you know we immediately just went and got a snack and then I offered to cuddle and read books and that was fine um next we did nap that was actually our hardest one I think it was just the correlation of bed and sleep and he had gotten so used to like my child doesn't show that he's tired ever like that's not a thing we I talk to you about all the time he literally goes from jumping off the walls to eventually he just cracks down um and so that was the hardest one and we had a good week to 10 days of some serious meltdowns about it and that one was hard and emotional but I just stuck to my guns was I said we changed the order I told him what we're I explained it to him days in advance you know we read books we changed our routine so anyway we dropped that one and then I was so you know hung on to the bedtime one for another six weeks or so and finally I was like okay we're gonna do it and I was so prepared for it to be a big deal and again I told him days in advance this is gonna be our last time we're not gonna do this anymore we're gonna do this instead and he was just kind of totally cool with it like he cried a little bit the first night and then the next night he was like he asked and he goes no 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 read book and I was like cool and it was just done. And so, yeah, anyway, it was pretty. But as you said, I changed the order of things. Nursing used to be the last thing we did before I down, put him down to his crib. And we had already changed the routine of nap time sleep um, by doing reading and cuddling instead. So I think he just kind of had already gotten used to that routine. So then when I switched it at bedtime, it just kind of clicked with him. So anyway, it just ended up not being nearly as dramatic as I thought. I didn't have any issue with milk drying up. It did take mine a couple of weeks um, for it to be completely gone. But I, you know, I just, since I had slowly like drop one after the other, I didn't have to do anything to, you know, make myself more comfortable. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And it was helpful for me because you were, like I said, you were like, what, I think like 10 days or two weeks ahead of mm-hmm. me and all this. So I kind of got to be like, so wait, which one did you drop? So we dropped the nap one 
And then we dropped morning and then evening was the last one we had. So, and the reasoning was just that I would still wake up like somewhat, I mean, not uncomfortable, but like I felt, I woke up and I felt ready to nurse, like, you know, like ready. So, um, like physically it just kind of felt a little bit easier with nap, but then I did the same thing. I had my husband put him down a few times at nap and then I did. And then it just kind of felt like it, it went well. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of us. It was not an easy adventure, nor did we really, I I think either of us go out with the intention of breastfeeding our boys for two years, Mm -hmm. but, um, but we did it. And I think we all ended on a happy note with it. And that was kind of a nice feeling just to feel like the boys were ready and we were ready and it was just time to move on. So exactly. And like another plug for finding a friend or finding like a, a kind of an outlet almost for talking about it. I think that it's helpful to, um, you know, to find a resource. Like you said, Kelly mom is great. I love the, um, it's the La Leche League, the womanly art of breastfeeding, which is a, which is a great book. And it's just nice to have like kind of some resources. And then obviously having like a supportive partner is, is really helpful. Like just to kind of, as you're on the breastfeeding journey and then giving yourself permission to stop whenever you want, you know, and just yep. being like, this needs to keep working for me and my kiddo. So, yes. And for all of you who are super tired of hearing so many episodes about breastfeeding, I promise we'll give it a break. We're, yeah. we're done talking about nipple pain. I think we're done talking you know, about nipple pain. At least for now. You'll have a second kid and that might be That's a true. totally different I'll, I'll bring some nipple pain up this summer. Yeah. I promise. But, but, but you have a few month reprieve. So we are, yeah. we are done with that. <laughs> we are closing this chapter <laughs> of our lives. <laughs> a four month nipple pain reprieve. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. So what is coming up next? Emma, would you mind telling us about our fabulous yeah, um or I should I say our but really it was all you you did the work well but, uh yeah, you're we take turns with guests these days just because it's just getting yeah. so many people on a mic is as a difficult a we have a hard time yeah. coordinating our own schedules much less with other people but yeah I have a really exciting interview with Brett Russo um she did a fabulous book called the underwear of my shoes and it's really about her IVF journey and oh my gosh talk about a book that will really um, it really just exposes how difficult the process is of infertility and what that journey can look like. And I mean, she has just a doozy of a story. And what I love about it is you laugh, you cry, you know, Mackenzie and I went through some infertility journeys, but it was very different from from her IVF story. And so while I could totally relate, it was also just just wow. So anyway, she's such a fun guest. She's just really blunt and funny. And I really, really enjoyed speaking to her. So um, that episode will be coming out next. So I'm really excited to share it. Cool. Awesome. I know. I can't wait to hear that one and yeah, be able to bring, bring a guest onto the podcast who can speak to something that, like you said, like you and I kind of had the tip of the iceberg, obviously Mm -hmm. being in, we both are reproductive endocrinologists. We both walked, um, uh, our own journeys with infertility, but also like in a different way, obviously Mm -hmm. than, than being, um, in, well, and I think it, it's even if you didn't go through any infertility, I honestly think it was a really good perspective for if you know anybody that has, if you're just trying to be a friend or a support system, because, you know, it's still something that people don't talk about. Like I know mm-hmm. multiple people that have gone through IVF and it, they just basically keep it hush hush. They don't share with you mm-hmm. all the craziness that is involved, even in a, a more successful or quicker journey than she had. Um, so I, I just think, yeah, it's a really valuable listen for anybody, whether that's your journey or, you know, or it might be somebody, you know, so it just gives you a lot of empathy for, um, yeah, not knowing what your neighbor or your coworker or your friend could be going through so mm-hmm. yep and it also gives you kind of some some suggestions for how to be supportive and you even asked her that in the interview too like how oh yeah can I we talk about things else? things to say and things that might be well-intentioned but are really not mm-hmm. helpful so yeah. yeah 
Well, looking forward to that one. And then I know the two of us are going to also be chatting, um, chatting some topics coming up um, related to the mother load, like just kind of feeling like as moms, we have so much on our plates, but like, what does that actually really mean? Like what, what Mm -hmm. really truly are we experiencing? How how does that relate, you know, to various stages of raising a kiddo? How does that relate to what's happening kind of in the macrocosm, right? Of like the world, what's happening outside of us, what's happening inside our home. So we're looking forward to diving into that topic, not the lightest topic in the world, but still a topic that is definitely worth um, exploring. So that's coming up too. So Yep, lots of good stuff. We're excited to try to get back into a rhythm of this. I won't lie. Sometimes life will get in the way. And we'll yep, miss always weeks. does. Always does. But we just decided we, we do enjoy this and we still want to keep at it. Um, you know, it just has to kind of fit within our lives as opposed to, you know, we're not making a living doing this. I know you guys are shocked because we are obviously so yeah. professional, but... Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I'm not affording all those Louis Vuitton bags thanks to this. <laughs> I do wish we could get sponsored by. I don't know. What, what, what I would do I like mean? like a diaper company or Whole Foods. Like Whole Foods would be way better than diapers. Who needs diapers? My kid's about <laughs> to. We're, we'll have a new journey because we are very Ooh, close to starting the yep. potty training phase, do, which do, I'm do, do. Uh, totally <laughs> dreading. So don't worry, that will be shared about in our upcoming episode. We might actually just have a naked weekend around my house this weekend. Hey, that hey, just hey. might be our next step you yeah, know that used to sound a lot more exciting but in this context <laughs> i was just gonna not say, the same type husband, of party honey we're gonna have a naked weekend he's probably what's, like yeah and then you're like what's funny is i baby. said that this weekend oh no i said that th- this morning we were sitting at the table because owen ran over i guess he'd gone pee in his diaper and he immediately goes mama change mama tt and i was like oh we really gotta start this like he's telling me all the signs that it's time to start this and my husband came in he was like babe i think we're gonna have to have a naked weekend this weekend and get it going and he just kind of pauses and he goes I mean, okay, it's been a while since I've done that, but whatever floats your boat. I was like, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Not that kind of excitement, dear. Really, I just want to let you two walk around naked and mom go, like, have a vacation in a hotel room say, to be yeah, like, this is not my party. Just, yeah. You know, that was honestly the plan before COVID stuff happened. I was just going to be like, I'm going to go have a girls weekend. I'm going to let you with the penises figure out this whole situation. So true. And I'm going to be out. But alas, I think I'm stuck. So too bad. I love it. That's hilarious. Anyway, lots of fun (laughs) stuff coming up. So we will have more rambling to share. But we just wanted to catch up, have a little Life Lately episode. And yeah, just tell you guys, we are back at it. Yep. Nice to be back with everybody. And as always, you can find us on social media at ABCs of Matrescence on Instagram. Feel free to shoot us an email if anything that we ever share resonates or if you want to hear us address a specific topic or if you have a guest in mind for us, please don't ever hesitate. That's just abcsofmatrescence at gmail.com for our email address. And as always, thanks for tuning in, mamas. Awesome. Thanks. We'll talk to you all soon.